We spend a lot of time in business talking about client acquisition. How do we get new customers? How do we welcome them in the door? How do we keep them? How do we retain them? Etc. Etc. Do we have that same conversation about our team members? How do we welcome them in the door? How do we nurture them? How do we show appreciation for them? And how do we get them to stay? Hi, welcome to Business Mindset Mastery. I am your host, Heather Gray. I'm a mindset and leadership expert. I work with business owners, leaders, and entrepreneurs. You can always learn more about me over at heathergrayconsulting.com. And today I want to dive into a conversation about leadership. And I think it's one that's long overdue. I talk a lot of times at the beginning of the show, most episodes saying, I offer leadership consultation to small business owners. But so often the questions that come into the show are about the business aspect, the client acquisition, the customer service, and not as many questions come in around team members and building a team and maintaining a team. And I think I've been a little bit remiss and not initiating some of those conversations on the show in the absence of questions. So I'm really looking forward to diving into an important listener question today about nurturing a team, showing gratitude for a team, and really listening to a team so that you can continue to function efficiently and productively. So here's the question, and I'll find you all on the other side. Heather, 2019 was my first year with a full team. I have a right-hand woman, a full-time VA, and a media editor for my podcasts and videos. My numbers look good. I have leads coming in, an Instagram strategy that feels aligned, and I have been getting featured on other people's podcasts. Exposure has been pretty good all around. I didn't see too much of a summer slowdown, and I'm proud of how efficient I was in the downtime. I recently told my team that I wanted to host them for a three-day retreat at my home. I thought we could have one day of mapping out goals for 2020, and then we could spend some time doing fun outdoor activities. I was delicately informed that they didn't wish for that and that time away from home would be a hassle for them, that they'd rather just have a day off or something like that. Admittedly, I'm a bit embarrassed by this. They've assured me that it isn't personal and that there's nothing wrong, but that they just don't want to take the time away. It doesn't feel that way, though. Something feels up. All of this is only working because of how well they work, and I want to make sure I show them my gratitude and my appreciation. I don't know what my question is exactly. I just thought you might be able to read the situation and I could get some thoughts from you. Looking forward to hearing what you think. Okay, so first of all, I really appreciate you reaching out with such a vulnerable question. I think one of the reasons why leadership questions don't get tossed into my mailbag as easily is because I think business owners tell themselves a story that if you're going to be a boss, that means you have all the answers. That by climbing up the ladder, even if it's the ladder of your own business, you should know what you're doing and you should be able to figure it out. And I think a lot of leaders hesitate on asking 
asking for help because they're too busy shooting all over themselves. And so I'm really, really glad you reached out. And the first thing, you know, given that you asked this so vulnerably, I just want to tell you that, you know, sometimes a spade is a spade, right? So if you have a virtual team or you have people who are not working with you locally in your town and you're always meeting on Zoom and you have different locations or even different time zones among your team members, it's not unrealistic to think that like what they're saying is actually true. That the, yes, they would love to see you. Yes, they would love to hang out and it would be so fun to do it in person. But the logistics of doing that don't make it worth it. Because if there's airfare involved, people can be really, you know, sort of sensitive around their budgets about what they're willing to spend airfare on and whether or not it's worth their time and their investment. I can tell you that's true for me now that I live in California. I have to fly to the East Coast regularly to see friends and family. So when I choose events and when I choose things to go to, knowing that I already have cross-country airfare in my budget now every single year, I'm way more hesitant, not because I can't afford it or I don't want to go to these events, but I'm mindful of what I want to spend my money on. And now that I already have a cross-country trip every single year, I'm sometimes hesitant to invest in those other events that other business owners I work with go. So sometimes it's just a spade is a spade. They don't have the household budget. They feel uncomfortable admitting that they don't want to pay for accommodations or they feel uncomfortable saying they don't want to stay at your house or for whatever reason, it's just honestly and truly uncomfortable. So let's just say that's it. Then the answer really is to say, I love you guys. I care about you. I would really love to do something that shows your appreciate my appreciation for you. So of course you can take three days off. Of course we can do this. Let me also ABC. Like you can just call a spade a spade and do it. But you're writing your letter because you don't think that's what's up. And you didn't get to where you are in business with a right-hand man and a video producer and a full-time executive assistant um, without having a gut instinct. And so I am going to listen to your gut instinct and I am going to assume that you're right and that there's something up. I think the easy answer would just to be kumbaya up your behind and like blow the smoke of the unicorns and be like, no, it's fine. You're doing a great job. Well, I'm going to listen to your gut and say on the off chance that your gut is reading this accurately, let me also offer my two cents. I also want to remind you as I say this, that it's vulnerable to ask the question and it's vulnerable to hear the answer. So I want you to take a deep breath. I want you to hear this, not from a place of judgment, not from a place of the coulda, shoulda, wouldas, not that I'm some mountain on high, but a letter, a leadership lesson learned from experience on my side of the mic, because I learned my leadership by making all the wrong moves and doing all the wrong things before I figured out how to get on the right path for myself as a leader, a business owner, and a manager. So just, you know, hang tight be kind and gentle with yourself. Please don't hear judgment, but I do want you to hear some things. So the first thing I want to remind you is one of the number one rules in business that everybody ignores because they just want to get to it is do your market research. I think that so often, you know, we tell our 
you know, business coaches tell their clients all the times, like, you can't just create a product. You can't just create a service without asking people, like, what their pain point is. And is this the solution that they're looking for? Do people want what you're selling, right? I think one of the things that likely happened here is you didn't do your market research. You just felt overwhelming gratitude, came up with this amazing idea that everybody could be together and spend some time together and, you know, not have to work and not have fun. But if you didn't check with your tribe, if you didn't check with your team and ask them and say, hey, is this something that you guys would be interested in? I was thinking of trying to find a weekend on the schedule. We could all get together. Um, You know, is that something you would want to do if we could make it work? You know, you might have gotten honest feedback then. Um, I think what ended up happening is you ended up feeling rejected because you put the offer out without checking with them. So, uh, you know, hindsight 2020 all the time, but you might have needed to simply do some market research with your team to say, is this something you would find as like a symbol of my appreciation? Because for some people, it's just going to be a pain in the neck if they have to arrange travel or you know, spend any additional money out of their household income or their, you know, their budgets for that. So that, you know, that might have been, you know, mistake number one. The other thing that I would, you know, really encourage you to think a little bit about is this combination that you did of work meeting and fun. I wonder a little bit about your delivery. So as somebody listening to what you had to say, how did you deliver that? Did you say, hey, guys, we need to do these 20 2020 goals. And so I thought like we could have you, you know, I could just host you at the house and then we could have some fun activities in town and make it a a more positive thing than just some long drown out, you know, marathon Zoom meeting. Did you say, hey, I'd love to have you for appreciation to show you how grateful I am. And while we're together, like I would love to also get this work thing done. That combination of work and appreciation is a little confusing. And I think that there's a way to do it. I'm not saying that like you would just have to appreciate the heck out of them and only appreciate the heck out of them. Like I think that there's a way with some finesse to combine those two things. But when you're asking me to read a situation, I'm going to tell you that one reads a little muddy to me. I would want to know the delivery. I would Because as a recipient of that, it's like, oh, are you really appreciating me? Or are you actually trying to get, get a full day from me so that we can plan your 2019. Now, I said the your 2019 very deliberately, and I want you to hear that for a second, because this is going to be the part that might sting and the part that you probably really need to hear. In reading your letter, I want you to, and maybe you have to listen back to the beginning of this episode to listen to it yourself. I want you to think about the the sort of discrepancy between the I achieved, our, you know, the numbers look good. I got podcast episodes. I was really efficient with my time. The, the my numbers look good, et cetera, et cetera. The I and the my. You are lacking a pronoun of we. Because if your team doesn't feel connected to the mission, if they feel like they're only in it to make you money because you're not really thinking about them in regular every day, they're not going to feel invested in taking a day to plan 2020 and they're not going to feel like you really appreciate them. 
they are just going to feel like they're like the cogs in the wheel of the machine. Like I'm going to punch in my clock. I'm going to do this one thing and I'm going to like be done my job. They don't feel a part of something, you know, it's so, it's so cheesy and so cliche to say there's no I in team. And like, I kind of vomit in my mouth a little bit when I say it, but it is also true that if you want people to feel a part of what you're creating, a part of your vision, to feel proud of the year, to to see like, wow, look at us all come together. Look at how efficiently we perceived a summer slowdown and look at how we managed it and look at how we maintained our clients and how efficient we were and how we avoided this and how we did that. You need all of those we's before you say thank you because otherwise they just think they're working for you. And that it's about you and your wallet and your bottom line and your company. And they don't see themselves a part of it. So what are they taking a retreat from? What are they getting away from? It doesn't feel like it's for them. I know that it's really easy when you're a new boss and a new leader to start thinking about your team in terms of to-do lists, in terms of management, in terms of decision-making. And it's really easy to assume that people know you're appreciative, to know that you have good intent, to know that you want the best for them, that you appreciate that they're delivering the best for you but you've absolutely got to tell them. I think a lot of times when I'm working with new business owners and new managers, one of the things I think is that people are removing their awareness of relationship skills, of basic relationship skills when it comes to their business. But you know, the reality is, is in our personal lives, people want to feel seen, heard, respected, right? It's true in business. People want to be seen, heard, and respected. And a lot of times I think people leave that emotion and that relationship part at the door because they say it's just business, but then something relational happens, like I'm inviting you to my home and you're saying no, and then suddenly it feels super awkward and super uncomfortable. So one of the things I would have you think about is to apply some hindsight to this conversation for yourself. When you look at sort of how you've been talking and how, you know, how you've been managing the team. Do they feel a part of your mission and your goals? Or do they feel like they're simply getting you there? And that they're like, (laughs) you know, they're just the cogs in the system. I want you to look back on that letter and look at it honestly, and then see perhaps that might be where the disconnect is between, you know, how you're feeling about them and your general genuine appreciation, because I can hear that in the letter. I'm not saying that this is all smoke and mirrors and you're just in it for those 2020 goals, et cetera, et cetera. But I am saying that might be how they heard it in the absence of some of those other things, in the absence of feeling like they have a real honest relationship with you, in the absence of feeling like they're part of a team versus, you know, somebody who just comes in and punches the clock and does their business for your business. So that is where I go with that. I I hope you can hear it in the spirit that it was intended. I hope it gives you possibilities to think about. And I would encourage you to remind 
yourself that this is a perfect opportunity to go back to your team and have a really honest conversation. I would actually triple dog dare you to share this podcast episode with them to say, hey, listen, Remember back in September when I was talking to you about the the idea of a retreat and none of you came? I got to tell you that I couldn't let that one go, not because I was so hung up on the retreat, but I was really worried that I had missed the mark with you guys, that I hadn't taken as good care of you as possible, that I needed to show up in a different way. And I reached out and I asked somebody for help. And this is what I got back. And I learned that I didn't do such a good job job of asking you what you wanted in exchange for doing such an exceptional job for you, for me. I never realized that, you know, like perhaps you had logistics that needed to be worked out. And maybe as much as I wanted to hang out with all of you in person, it wasn't what you wanted. And then I realized very humbly and very honestly that perhaps I haven't had you feel as connected to the mission as I could so that a retreat celebrating it doesn't feel like something that you can own or celebrate because the victory doesn't feel like yours. I am so sorry, but consider this an open invitation to dialogue and to my sort of intent to do this better. Just talk to your team. Tell them. Tell them what you want them to think. Have the conversation. Don't let it end here with some lesson that you quietly know. Bring the relationship. Let them know. Let them see that you cared about them so much and you cared about this so much that you reached out and you asked for my help. Include them in that dialogue. Have that conversation. Ask very humbly for a do-over and they will give it to you. I promise you they will give it to you. And if they don't, it's because then there's like a real like pee under that mattress that they then need to talk to you about. And you get to ask and say, listen, I've had this whole conversation. I've done all this work. And if there's an honest to goodness tension here, if we have a problem, please tell me because I can't help it unless we have a problem. That's how you set your team up for success in 2020, regardless of whatever brainstorming session you might have with them. So thank you so much for reaching out. I want to remind you and everybody listening that this is my day job. I am on this show as a way to give you a bird's eye view into what I do, how I work, and how I help, and the problems I help people with. If you're listening to this and you're finding yourself stuck, I invite you to schedule a call with me to see how we might work together, how I can get you out of your own way, how I can help you communicate to your team with more compassion and more insight, and how I can set you up for success and whatever goals you have, be it the end of 2019 or heading yourself into 2020. Thank you so much for joining me today. I look forward to talking to you next time. Bye for now.